You're listening to Identity Revolution, a podcast from the consumer identity management experts at Infutor Data Solutions. In each episode, we invite industry leaders for data-driven discussions on all things marketing, analytics, and identity. Join us as we take a deep dive into industry trends, strategies, and the future of data technology. Welcome, everybody, to episode six of the Identity Revolution podcast. To introduce myself first, Corey Davis. I work at Infutor. I lead the MarTech, AdTech, and media ecosystem for the business. And I'm very, very excited to have our guest today. Oren Hoffman is many times founder. I have some of the companies here. Kyber Systems, BridgePath. Many of you might know him from LiveRamp. And his current company is SafeGraph. He's also been an angel investor in about 120 companies. So very involved around the Valley and everything that's happening in the MarTech, AdTech data ecosystem. And he's also, I'm going to say, a legendary writer and tweeter and napkin graph drawer. So Oren, thank you so much for taking the time to be with us. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Corey. Happy to be here. All right. For the audience that might not know you and your background, other than the the sort of bio here, tell us a little bit about you, your background, and how you got to start in SafeGraph. Sure. We started SafeGraph to focus on data for data scientists. One of the things for most data science organizations, there's a lot of awesome companies that sell them tools and software and services, but there really were no companies focused on selling data to data scientists. And SafeGraph specifically focuses on data about physical places, but our customers are data scientists and data science teams or machine learning teams. And originally we had wanted to buy the data about physical places ourselves, And we realized that while there's a lot of companies that sell data about physical places, there weren't data that was focused on, that was of the high enough quality that, that would be appropriate for a data science team. So we actually end up building it ourselves of data about physical places of this like super high quality data about physical places. And I guess in that physical places space, so it's point of interest data, it's address data focused on that physical place. I guess what's that solving? How's that helping a marketer, a data scientist? I guess the use cases around SafeGraph and definitely want to talk about PlaceKey, but, but around SafeGraph. Yeah, sure. So, I mean, our clients really range from different stuff from actually just putting a place on a map. So if you want to see a McDonald's or a park within Esri, that's the SafeGraph data to uh, logistics is really important. So we have a lot of customers around logistics, moving things around, trucking, anything like around logistics has been really big. Financial services is a very big use case for us. Retail, so a lot of retailers figure out like not only where should they put their stores, but how should they optimize that? Like even figuring out what their store hours should be on a weekly basis. Should we open at 7 a.m. or 7.30 or 6.30? Like to that, really these are the types of things data science teams are doing. Telco is an important vertical. So in the US, all three major telcos, AT&T, T-Mobile, Verizon are customers. And they use this for many, many different things, including things like network planning. And then of course, we do a ton of stuff in real estate and business logistics. And anybody who's dealing with things like warehousing, et cetera, are customers. Awesome. Awesome. And I guess I'm not sure how much of this you can share, but the business itself, headcount wise and number of customers and those kinds of things. How much, I'm not sure how much of that you can share, but talk us through that a little bit. 
Yeah, sure. So, I mean, Safegraph just sells data. We don't sell services or software or tools or analytics or anything like that. Literally, we just sell a collection of facts to companies. And so if you really want to get true facts, like not fake news, but actually true facts, that's what we sell. And we're selling pretty much 100% of our clients are data science teams or machine learning teams. Now, they might be in a massive $100 billion company, but they're usually some sort of data science team or machine learning team that are using that data. We're a startup. We have like roughly 100 people and all of our employees are in the US and Canada. Awesome. Awesome. And obviously, I want to dig in a little bit to the Infutor and PlaceKey and Snowflake partnership here. But I guess before we get into that, Talk us through how SafeGraph and PlaceKey kind of work together and what was the, the sort of reason behind offering the free service around PlaceKey. Sure. One of the really hard things to do when you're dealing with data about physical places is matching that data together because an address can have so many different permutations. And so it requires a pretty sophisticated engineering team to merge data about addresses together. And prior to launching PlaceKey internally at SafeGraph, we used something called PlaceKey. We had a PlaceKey API internally where we would take data today from 20,000 different data sources. And then that same McDonald's at 555 Main Street might be in 30 of those 20,000 data sources. And we had to merge all 30 out of 30 together and not 25 out of 30, but also not 35 out of 30. And so we used PlaceKey to do that. Starting on October 7th of 2020, we opened it to anyone in the world. So anyone can use it. It's free. It's open. It's easy. I mean, it's a simple API where you can ping an address or a partial address or an address plus a POI, and you get back a simple key. It's a simple string, and anyone, of course, can match on a string. And now it becomes really, really easy to match data together. So it takes a problem that was very, very complex before and now makes it really, really simple for anyone to use. And maybe this is a kind of an in the questions or in the weeds kind of question. Obviously, for Infutor, we see sort of the change in data is pretty difficult and pretty important to manage. So I think thinking of places themselves, you have a business that's going out of business or being replaced with something. How are you handling that how are you sourcing all of that and building that so that it's that physical places data is current that's exactly what safegraph focuses on and if you think of a pre-covid the death rate of a place in the u.s was roughly one percent a month so it's pretty high i mean so you have these like high death rate high birth rate of places post-covid it's much higher it's been over three percent a month and so you're seeing this like real change that's happening and you really have to be on part of change. It's part of the reason that we have so many different sources that we get our data from because any one source, you want to have multi-source on every single point of interest because any one source might be wrong or out of date. And for instance, we'll get our data from cities, and but cities may have a lag of 120 days or even longer. And so you might want to crawl the, the website, but even the McDonald's website may not always be in date. It may not always be accurate. So you want to have as many sources as possible to make sure you have the right data. Okay. It's certainly not an easy task. So I guess to take a breath and look a little bit more broadly around around data, how marketers, how logistics folks, how governments, how everybody is using that data. I guess as you think of the data ecosystem, which certainly SafeGraph and Infutor both sit in, any predictions? Where are you seeing the market go broadly in the data ecosystem? What's the one in five year prediction for Warren? 
Well, there are a lot more data buyers than there were a few years ago. And the number of organizations that have the ability to buy data today is much greater than it ever has been in the past. It used to be you needed just a truly exceptional engineering team to bring in data into your organization. But now you can be a good engineering team and have a tool like Snowflake or Databricks or some of these other like really exciting tools. And you can be as dangerous or even more dangerous than a great engineering team was five or 10 years ago. And so this proliferation of tools that sell to data science and machine learning teams have really increased the number of companies that can buy data today. And do you see, I mean, obviously as an investor, and a founder, are you seeing, are there more companies like Snowflake, like Databricks that are coming along? Is that ecosystem going to be controlled by one or a few? Well, there's so many different tools that a data scientist or machine learning engineer can use, and many of which solve very, very different things, even if you think of all the way down to like a Tableau or Looker or something like that. So they're all solving different pain points for that function. And obviously you have incredible companies like a Snowflake or Databricks, which is more just like handling the data, but you have a lot of other companies help you analyze it in different ways or visualize it in other ways. And just the proliferation of companies. In fact, if you had just like one investing thesis over the last 15 years, and if that would be the probably the most profitable investing thesis that you could have done as an investor, just selling into companies that sell into the data science or machine learning function. There's been just hundreds of really, really amazing companies that have been built over the last 15 years in that function. To take another step back, we just had a, an episode that we recorded and just published with Scott Brinker, who made sort of the, the MarTech ad tech landscape, that big visual that we see once a year, famous. Obviously, we're seeing data and data assets be a component of that larger ecosystem. Along trend lines there, what are you seeing as the most exciting activity happening in that space right now? Is it the software tools, Snowflake, Databricks, things like that? Is it something else? Is it the connectivity of those data assets? Is that where you're guiding PlaceKey and more broadly SafeGraph? What's the prediction there? I guess marketing is different. So in marketing, the data does not have to be as true in, than in almost every other function. And so if your data is like 50% accurate in marketing, that data is going to perform so well and you're going to do so well in any type of marketing aspect. If your data is 50% accurate in almost any other function, you will fail. And so marketing is a very odd and kind of strange use case where the quality of the data is not as important as the breadth of the data, whereas in almost every other use case, quality trumps breadth. So do you see those two trends merging into one where marketers, advertisers will have a higher threshold for the data that they're keying off of? I mean, obviously as a marketer, as an advertiser. Obviously, if you have accuracy and breadth, and so part of the reason that Facebook is probably such a successful marketing channel and is that they have both high breadth and they have super high accuracy gender on Facebook is in the high 90s, whereas like gender normally if you're buying would be in the 70s or something, right? All things being equal, your campaigns on Facebook are going to perform way better than they would perform in in other mediums because they have both breadth and accuracy. But if you had to choose breadth or accuracy in marketing, I still think a lot of people would choose breadth over accuracy 
And now maybe you want to get something that's super high accurate and then build a model on it and then get your breath. And so you may have a scenario where you still want the accuracy if you're building models and then you take that model to bring it out to like the entire population. Yeah, I think for us at Infutor, I think we try to focus on both. It's very difficult to focus on both, but that's certainly where we try to advocate for high quality data while also having scaled data for any use case. Certainly, we spend a lot of time in, in marketing and advertising ecosystem, but for any use case, high quality data with scale. Okay. So obviously, prior to SafeGraph, there was a very large, very meaningful business that you were very involved in. I think the the last count I had is uh, LiveRamp's about $5.4 billion market cap today. I guess, are you seeing middleware solutions? Are you seeing connectivity of data from A to B continue to be a trend line? And is that the direction that you're trying to point SafeGraph and PlaySkey towards? Well, when we started LiveRamp, like the big bet was that the number of vendors would be going up every year. And so there would basically be no consolidation and the opposite, you'd have fragmentation over consolidation. And certainly when we started in 2010, that was a very controversial opinion that most people didn't agree with. Certainly every single year since 2010, the marketing landscape has gotten more fragmented, not more consolidated. And so that has worked out very well for LiveRamp. And that is what a middleware solution is built on for LiveRamp. But because it has been so fragmented and continues to be just so massively fragmented, and there are LiveRamp customers that have over a thousand technology, marketing technology vendors. And with a thousand technology vendors, you really need some sort of system to coordinate all of those. This is very good for a middleware solution. I think that trend probably continues across every industry, whether it's marketing, or if you just think of the number of vendors your company has today versus the number of vendors you had five years ago versus the number of vendors you have 10 years ago, it's, it's probably an order managing more vendors today than it was five years ago. And it probably continues to be an order managing more vendors five years from now than it is today. It's just becoming easier and easier to buy tools. And you see like big companies where the number of employees in their organization over the last 10 years has been flat, but their revenues have gone up dramatically. And then the number of tools has gone up dramatically. And so they're essentially replacing people with APIs or with tools. And this is a trend that's going across every single industry, every single category, everywhere. And and it's probably a trend that will continue for a very, very long time. And so if you have a business that plays into that trend, this is probably a good thing. Certainly LiveRamp, my old company, does that. If you're like counter to that trend, then you may be running into some headwinds. Yeah, I saw some presentations that you've done recently where you talked about, I think you talked about Instagram, you talked about the Kylie Jenner, is that right? You talked about that business, you talked about several others that have done really incredible things, really high valuations, really large exits with almost no employees built off of contractors, vendors, API systems. Is that the goal? Is to the biggest, most meaningful business for? Yeah, I mean, I would say almost every single company right now has way more vendors than it does employees. Outside of a small number of companies that have like a million employees like Amazon or Walmart or the US military or something like that. I mean, almost every other company has more vendors than employees. And that, that was never true in the past. 
And so obviously, if you have a one person company, that that's always been true. But even for companies that have hundreds or thousands or tens of thousands of people, they have more vendors than they have employees. And it's just becoming easier and easier to use vendors, to use APIs, to use different services, to use software, to string that together with middleware and other types of solutions to, to put that together to get a point solution that is best of breed in that particular thing, rather than like trying to buy something that that is fourth best at everything. It's much easier today to actually just get the tool that does like this specific tiny thing really, really well. And you're happy to pay X dollars a year for that tool. And again, that's true for the, the smallest business out there my aunt that sells on Etsy or something to some of the largest companies in the world. Absolutely. So just coming up a little bit on time here. So I want to transition into certainly for it's late January, 2021 that we're recording this. We are all say 10 and a half months into a very different time in our lives. I guess outside of the running a company involved very deeply with a few others, a hundred plus angel investments, and the very rapid tweeting. What are you doing outside of all that? What have you been spending your time on outside of the 37 other things that you're doing? I mean, basically like losing my kids at board games is probably the main thing I'm doing outside of that right now. Okay. I am a monopoly purist. So what board games are you playing? Okay. We play a lot of Settlers of Catan in our house. So that's probably the number one game of choice in the Hoffman household. Awesome. Luckily, both my wife and my two kids love it. And so it's a really fun game to play. And you're somewhere in the San Francisco area. Have you been? I am. Yeah. Last man standing in San Francisco. We're not yet in Miami. Are you bullish on San Francisco or are you moving to Miami? I'm not super bullish on San Francisco, but we're not moving. (laughs) So Awesome. Last question I'd have is, I guess, where can the audience find out more about you, ask more questions, get more in contact with you? Well, as you mentioned, we're a big tweeter. So please follow me on Twitter. I'm at Oren, A-U-R-E-N. And if you like my crazy napkin graphs, I put them on my blog at summation.net. Awesome. Oren Hoffman, the sixth episode of Identity Revolution. I'm Corey Davis from Infutor. Very much appreciate your time. And we'll talk to you next time. Thanks again for listening to Identity Revolution. For more data-driven discussion, subscribe to Identity Revolution on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. And for more on how Infutor can improve your data strategy across your entire enterprise, visit infutor.com.